Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So in total, 16 hostages released today and all eyes now on the question of whether this truce will be extended or whether it will expire at midnight Eastern time, 7 a.m. here in Israel. Hamas has said that they very much hope to extend the truce. Israel has said uh, that it thinks it is possible to extend the truth, a truce rather. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who actually uh, has just landed in Israel, has also advocated for continuing this policy. He says it has been crucial in terms of getting hostages out, but also, of course, Wolf, in terms of getting desperately needed aid into Gaza and giving the ordinary citizens of Gaza some much needed respite, Wolf. Yes, it will also be very instrumental in allowing Hamas to reorganize and rearm and continue killing Israelis. Uh, as we learned the story earlier today, uh, Jerusalem, Repo- Jerusalem Post uh, reporting uh, three Israelis were killed in Jerusalem. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. This is just the latest. And the idea that this is going to not continue in a fight, a prolonged fight, I don't believe Israel is going to go along with that. But as we are learning, there will be another day of ceasefire. Eight more hostages will be freed. The Israeli Defense Forces believing some 159 hostages are still in Gaza. Now, in the first release of of hostages, there was a story that I, I, people talked about. It was written about, I am a believer that you get hostages back, right? I don't believe in, in in the payment. I believe in doing what you can to get hostages back. But in this story, there is a weird, weird connection between one of the hostages and Joe Biden via Hunter Biden, follow the story. Uh, The youngest U.S. citizen held by Hamas and was among the group of hostages released back to Israel, I think it was on day one, Abigail Mora Edan. Her parents were killed in the Hamas terrorist attack on October 7th was in captivity when she turned four years old. That's right. They kidnapped a three-year-old 
did Hamas, which is supported by far too many on college campuses and far too many in Congress. Certainly, uh, you can add Congressman Andre Carson to the people providing levels of, of support there, never mind the full-on squad. The great aunt of Abigail Moradon, this four-year-old, is Liz Hirsch-Naftali. And you're like, I don't think I've ever heard that name. But you have. When Hunter Biden was selling his artwork, and he sold his artwork for $1.3 million, Hunter Biden... The reporting stated that one of the buyers was named... Elizabeth Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali, a real estate investor from Los Angeles, a Democratic donor friend who Joe Biden appointed to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad. Now, if you ask me, was this child released first because of a relationship to Joe Biden because the great aunt bought artwork from Hunter Biden and gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so? The answer is everything is possible. I'm telling you I don't care. There is an argument to be made for, well, wait, uh, what about other people? What about other Americans? What if somebody else should have been first? We're talking about a four-year-old. And if it's all the same to everybody else, I'm not playing this game. The fact that there could be connection, I totally agree. If you ask me if everything about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden is shady, I say yes. I don't care. We get four-year-olds back. And you don't go to the back of the line. Well, no, there's a connection between your great aunt and Hunter Biden, so therefore we can't take you first. Imagine how that's going to look. Nah, not me. Not me, not ever. That said, everything about Hunter Biden is shady. And yes, Joe Biden knew about it. Move forward with the impeachment inquiry. And if it means impeachment, so be it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Is Giving Tuesday a failure? Story out of the AP that on Giving Tuesday, right? So you got you got Black Friday and then you got Small Business Saturday, which, yeah, I think American Express started that as an ad campaign and became a thing. And then you have Cyber Monday and then you have Giving Tuesday. And everybody says, hey, it's Giving Tuesday. Give us your money. That's, that, that's what they do. Uh, uh, Producer Jonathan sent out an email, got four bucks. I mean, I mean, not all from one person. Total. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. So the the estimate is that donors gave $3.1 billion this year. Donations up $20 million on Tuesday, which was a 0.6% increase over last year before adjusting for inflation. So they're like, wow, a lot of people giving a whole bunch of money but the number of donors was down 10% from 2022. 
We're seeing less dollars from the big donor uh, that we've been relying upon and fewer grassroots donors who are so important to our resilience and long-term health of the sector. Um, it could have something to do with the fact that you're now sending 9,000 emails to people saying, give us your money. Maybe that's not an approach that's worthwhile. Maybe this doesn't work. Now, I noticed that um, uh, over at Legal Insurrection, right, we talked to William Jacobs and Cornell Law Professor quite a bit. They sent out an email on Giving Tuesday saying, hey, we're not asking for anything, just wanted to say thank you. They went with a, a different approach. I, I mean, it stuck out. I was like, that's interesting. I don't know if people are like, ooh, one less thing, or do they say, okay, I like that. Did it, did it make people give? I don't have an answer for that. But it was an, this acknowledgement that you can't just say give. It, it, raising money is, is a very, very difficult thing to do. And certainly for these uh, charitable organizations, it becomes more difficult with uh, the, the GoFundMes of the world out there because everybody's raising money for everything all the time. Our answer to anything that goes wrong is write a check. And I, I always thought that was weird, but you learn that very often people give because they they see something they want to be a part of. They want to help. They want they're they're desperate to have some level of of, of being part of a solution in, in their lives. And so they they give. So like, okay, I did something good. It's it's easier than than donating the time or or, or organizing something else. You know, I've, I've I've done my fair share of fundraisers, but I don't usually do it as a hey write a check and say, you, 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 you pay this and then you'll get this, you do that. Like, I'm, For me, it's, it's a little bit more how I work. But I can appreciate the idea that people are like, it's too much. Too many people, too many causes, too many things. I gotta, I gotta slow it up. It's just, you're asking too much of me. I think there's something to that. I just don't know if it's going to change. I don't think, I, I, does Giving Tuesday have an issue now because of economic issues or does it have an issue now because people are just sick and tired of it? I'm curious. Sick and tired, that's what people are of Hunter Biden. And Hunter Biden is a shady dude and his dad's a shady dude and it's all shady. And as I said, allow the impeachment inquiry to go forward and if they decide to impeach, I say fine by me, kitten. Absolutely fine. And it was uh, the speaker, Mike Johnson, who stated yesterday in in a press conference I had shared on on Tony Katz Today, a whole bunch uh, of this press conference. He's like, look, uh, this this is solemn stuff, but you know what? It's got to... Gotta move forward. It's it's not like we take pleasure in in, in this. It just uh, has to has to happen. Thank you all for being here. These are um, these are serious times, and this is a very serious matter. And I've I've said many times over the last few years because impeachment has been an issue that we've all become all too familiar with. That next to the declaration of war, you can make an argument that impeachment may be the heaviest power that Congress holds. That, that constitutional responsibility lies with the House. We, we have a duty to pursue the facts where they lead. John Adams famously said facts are stubborn things, and you heard a recitation of that here this morning. These facts are alarming. 
They're alarming to the American people. They're alarming to us. And so while we take no pleasure in, uh, in the proceedings here, we have a responsibility to do it. We're very proud of the... I'm not 100% sure if they take pleasure in it or not. I have no way of, of, of knowing that. Uh, what I know is that going back to 2018, an investigation into Hunter Biden, um, those who were the investigators raised concerns that money from China ultimately funded a payment to Joe Biden. This was somebody who was looking at money laundering regarding Hunter Biden. Payments got made. We have these trails. And I favor this inquiry and letting this information out. There's supposedly a website that's going to get created. Here's everything we've got about Hunter Biden. I said yesterday, and I still believe it true today, I am 50-50 now on whether the House will, will impeach. And then it'll go to the Senate and the president will not be removed. But I wasn't, my odds were not that high until yesterday. It seems to me that the House is thinking that there might be a win here. Republicans think that this might be, have some serious, serious legs to it. And for the people screaming, well, this is just political revenge. Well, impeachment is a political maneuver. uh, And uh, maybe it is revenge. Maybe it is. Maybe this is part of the the learning for progressives that you can't just be abusive 24-7 and expect no one to respond. That's the lesson of Trump. It's a good lesson. One that I believe should be learned. We'll see. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Dow futures up 218. NASDAQ futures up 53. Dang. Could have something to do with Eurozone inflation down to 2.4%, which was below expectations. You've got a series of stocks going higher. There are people who will tell you, see, things are, are, are back to square. Things are getting good. Oh, yeah, this, you know, the, the futures that show the interest rates going down by nearly a full percent, man, that's, that's not even enough. It's going to go way bigger, way bigger. You want me to share with you the story about doom spending? It is crazy what's going on with, um, with these numbers. So, for example, CBS News reports that the economy is better than ever and in the same day reported that it takes $11,000 more for the average American to live like they did the year before. How do you do those two things at the same time? The Eurozone saw inflation sink and now we're taking a look at um, one of the gauges for inflation Personal consumption expenditure price index rose 0.2% for the month and 3.5% on a year-over-year basis. That was what the, the Dow Jones thought it was going to be. It was in line with expectations. So inflation went up and the market is excited. 
it's it's hard it's it's hard to do the math. By the way, Philip on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show, Sundays 9 a.m. on WIBC and WIBC.com. It is very hard to make sense of it all. We keep trying, we keep looking at it. I want things to be better, but very much so. It seems like these numbers are all contradictory. And I was pointing to the CBS story, all contradictory stuff. Do you feel good about it? I don't. I don't feel good about this economy. I don't feel good about spending. And I, I want to say for the record, I'm doing some. But I'm doing the spending that's, that a, a little bit is about the enjoyment. But a lot of it is about my, my own future. Adding, I'm adding space to my house. Which is about studio space to be able to do the content that pays me. So it isn't, uh, hey, I'm putting in a pool, which, by the way, I don't understand the economics of a pool at all. I have some friends desperate for me to get a pool because that's the kind of friends they are. But I don't, I, I'm not opposed to it. Get a pool. It's your money. I'm not saying no. I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's fun if it works for you. I just don't understand the economics because they seem super expensive. I'm making the investment in, in myself and in the business. It, it's, it's different than just a superfluous spend. I don't know where people are in this economy. It drives me a little batty. Now, the world is crazy, but we do not have to be. That's why we have the Tony Katz, the TK Thursday music moment presented by Kill a Dent. You got a, a dent in, in your car, you, you contact killadentremoval.com and they'll get it done. The door dings, uh, the, the paintless dent removal, hail damage repair, mobile dent repair, they got it all for you. Killadentremoval.com. And of course, you can find out more about them if you head over to WIBC.com and click on TK's Music Moments. Uh, I, I went, uh, I, I, I didn't go to the well. I don't think I'd call it the well. But I did go uh, to uh, Tom Petty. 1994? Nah, this is earlier than 94. The Wildflowers album? Because, you know, sometimes you got to go to the good stuff. So we play some music. We take a moment to take a breath. We roll down the window in the car. We step away from the computer. We just take it in. That's that is necessary. We'll get back to the fight. Don't worry. There's a lot of madness out there. We will get to uh, every bit of it. But sometimes you gotta take a breath, and you gotta take a, a beat. And that's why we bring you the mer- the music moment. Kill a dent. Appreciate you. Uh, check them out at wibc.com. Just click on the TK, the Tony Katz Thursday music moment. Tom Betty, Honeybee. It's gonna be all right, people. It's going to be very all right.
going to be okay. Just a moment. Take a breath. Take a beat. Now we can get back to it. Matt Bear has traffic on the fives. What's up, Matt? Are you filming it? Wait, I want you guys to get this. I want yeah. them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. And that's what my about position. the civilians that I blame are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. So Hamas has stopped building their military installations underneath hospitals. So and you don't care that 15,000 died? You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed every day? I think it's day. horrifying. I think it's yeah. terrible. And I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. Make sure you post that, please. That's Marco Rubio responding to Medea Benjamin of Code Pink. Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, is 1,000% correct. And Medea Benjamin is a commie fool. Like all these socialists, they do not care that Israel gets destroyed. They want to claim that the Hamas numbers are accurate, which there's no proof of this, although absolutely people have died. And they don't care if Israelis die. Israel is to blame. These are disgusting, low-life, worthless communists who deserve not your time, nor your attention, nor your love. To hell with Medea Benjamin. To hell with Code Pink and those who support her. But if you want to know how I feel, uh, yeah, send me an email and I'll, and I'll really tell you. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. L- lines must be drawn. There are plenty of things we can agree and disagree on. Man, I have no time for the for the socialists and the communists who are one and the same. Uh, I have no time for the people who walk down the streets of New York screaming free Palestine. They run around with impunity, but a guy carrying an American flag gets attacked and police have to escort him out of the area. What are we all insane? The American flag is better than the Palestinian flag. Why is this a shocking thing to describe in the United States? Well, Tony, we don't talk about things as better. Okay, okay. How about I describe it uh, 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 this way? If you live in the United States and you're carrying the American flag and someone attacks you for carrying the American flag, that person is clearly wrong and that person should go to jail. That person is clearly wrong. And if someone can feel safer carrying a Palestinian flag, which is actually a symbol in today's world for the elimination of Israel, not for some free nation led by Hamas. So you admit that Hamas is the leader of the Palestinian people. That's a weird thing to admit. I don't admit that, but others walking through the streets of New York surely do. They're the ones that are okay with this. That can happen with impunity. That happens freely. You carry an American flag and you have to worry for your safety. Nah. I would, if I'm going to have to choose one, I go the opposite. But what I would rather is nobody attacked. That would be better. But of course you carry an American flag in the United States. And attacking someone for it? That person who is doing the attacking is too pathetic for words. They shouldn't be allowed to operate heavy machinery. And probably is a friend of Medea Benjamin. Again, if you want to know how I really feel, send me an email. I'll catch you guys at noon on Tony Cotts today. Matt Bear has traffic.